Welcome into a special edition of Social Frequency. Uh, where we got two special guests with us to talk about an upcoming game. We got uh, Chico and uh, Prince with us. How y'all fellas doing? So, Very so. well. Very well. Thank you for having us on your show. I don't want to speak you- my bad. Good. That's all good. And you know, I had to I had to bring my guy to go combat with me this week. My guy Ant, how you feeling this week? Um, you know, it's a it's a regular week for us, but for some some others, it's a very big week. Ah, it's a regular so it's a, week. It's a regular. It's already week started, us. huh? The regular week. For I'm us. not. All I said was that it's a regular week. I I wake up, I go to work. I don't know what you're. What hey, are you? Listen. What are you insinuating? What are you? Listen, assuming? listen, you listen. When you're at the man? top, looking down, every week's a regular week for you. You know. Uh, okay. For us, uh, it's always you, you seem a bit touched. All I said was that was a regular week for me. All of a sudden, it got out of control early. All I said <laughs> was that it was a regular week. That's all I said. Now, all of a sudden, we jumping you're out right. of pocket. That's all. That's, all right. You're right. It is a regular week. It's a regular week over here. I just, you know, see, we've already seen what's going on. (laughs) Well, you're right. It is just a regular week right now, but soon we are getting right into Sunday. Sunday night football, we'll have the Cowboys playing the Eagles. And we got two Eagles fans with us this week for this special episode. And, of course, I got my man Ant with me, two Cowboys fans. So we're going to get right into it, man. How how y'all Eagles fans doing? I know y'all one game ahead right now, but it's going to come down to the wire. And Dallas, Jalen Hurts, he... He hasn't found a win. He's 0-2 out in Dallas right now. And, you know, we 6-0. So I want to hear, how, y- how y'all feeling coming in Dallas? I mean, I'm, you know, I think I think we feel uh, as good as we've ever been, you know. Being the uh, Super Bowl champion, he was coming into um, a lesser. I thought Kansas City won. Yeah, I mean. Sorry, sorry. We, we sorry. just look at things that, you know. Winning people in the last twenty years, playoff appearances, stuff oh, like that. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. my bad. My bad. My bad. Go ahead. My fault. All right. Yeah. Opening statements. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got. Raise your hand if you've been winning for five years. Sorry, but um, but now I think, uh, like I said, I think it's a it's a battle. You know what I'm saying? Divisional matchup always a tough matchup. Um, I think that we have two great teams that are competing for that that one seed and that top dog in the division um but obviously it's going to be a dub I mean, to me i just think it's still gets an, a nice way to get a statement win statement bounce back win after little rocky performance last week against the 49ers um and uh you know Dak is playing at a high level which is good for him finally for once and um i think that uh you know We'll find a way. To, we'll find a way to get it done, like we always do. The winners do, you know. They they win. So that's what we plan on doing. Yeah, no, I agree with Mecca. I think we're gonna find a way to get it done. Uh, yeah, last week was kind of shaky. You know, Jalen Hurts got one touchdown, due for two hundred and ninety-eight yards. Yet he couldn't get the job done. I do believe we have a couple of injuries on our team as well. I know our dirt. Is trying to come back. Dallas is trying to come back. Um, I do know that AJ Brown, like, I, I really do feel like he's getting more targets throughout the season, but like he's also like a target, like for a lot of DBs. So that's why you see Devontae Smith stepping up to the plate. I really enjoy seeing Devontae Smith step up to the plate, especially that Thursday night game where he got like a 99 yards. Even though he like stopped one yard from the end zone, that was kind of weird. But we're not going to talk about that. 
Um, so going on to this game with the Cowboys, I really do believe it's going to be an interesting game because we're, we're still trying to heal up. We had back-to-back, like, competitive games. We played the Chiefs, and then we played the 49ers. Like, th- th- those are big top games, and like, they're on the top of their division as well. So seeing this fight, Prescott has actually been playing pretty well, throwing up 300 yards on a Thursday night. It's crazy to me, but, hey, he's doing his thing. Um, I can't knock him for that. But uh, I fly, you just fly. You can't, you can't deny the spirit, the touch and push. We, we have the momentum right now. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, if we do lose this game, we, we don't get top seed anymore, correct? I believe if we lose this game, the Niners get the top seed in the NFC. We, I think we're, we're number two. We'd have to basically win out in order right. to keep it. Right, I do. I do believe if the, if it was on the spread, the cover would be either two point five or one. It's going to be a really close game. Um, especially, I think our weakness on the Eagles is our DBs. I like Blankenship; he's a good tackler, but he gets beat. Um, he gets beat a lot. Uh, Maddox, he's out for the season, I believe. So our we have a weak side corner that's not as good as Maddox. Uh, that's his name, right? I don't, I don't want to put out the mm-hmm. wrong yeah, Maddox. 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 Yeah. Um, so I don't want to put out the wrong people out there, but yeah, he's he's I think he's out for the season, and he was one of our better corners, um, especially last year. And uh, Bradbury, I like him. Uh, so he gets beat too, but safety's hard. Like at the end of the day, like we all play football, we all see how safeties get beat. Like you have to be extremely fast. You have really good hips next to the corner. Obviously, corner's the hardest position on the field, but safety if you get beat, it's because you're you're literally covering one fourth of the field. That's that's pretty hard. Right. So um that's no excuse. We still got the job done before we get the job done again. Um but I really do think that coming in, the Cowboys have a good momentum, especially after that Thursday night game. And we have a loss, but this could be our revenge game as well. Like Jeff said, we're 0 two against the Cowboys at home. So you never know. Going against you never know. You never know. I, I really do feel like we, we're coming in with vengeance, and I like that. So we're not trying to win now. Yeah. I'm going to keep okay. it a bit with you. I think the Cowboys suck. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't take long at all. That didn't take yeah, long that, that, I was, I was actually, I was surprised that nah. didn't come out. Enough of this. Earlier. Enough of this. Was, you know what I'm saying? Was, Politically was, correct. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Dak this, that this. Y'all suck. All right, let's just keep it a bean. All right? Let's keep it a bean. Well, I don't let, have the strength of the skill that we do. I don't have the skill position. Yeah, you got Bland, whatever his name is. You know, two, four, six. Whatever his name is, but you knew his, you knew his last name. I mean, you know his name. Just, just, just be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself, all right? Just be honest. There's nothing wrong with, with a little honesty and transparency, all right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. He had the historical moment with the Cowboys. Of course, he didn't know his last name. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Look, pick this, pick that. If I'm not mistaken, he'll still, he got roasted though. He'll still get cooked for 150. All right. No, when I mean 1,000 percent, he was he was getting eaten alive by uh, DK Metcalf the other night. The Cowboys with that press conference. He, right? he did get a pick. He got a pick when it mattered. We we needed a big pick. We needed a stop. The Cowboys were able to get three fourth down stops as well that game to see the deal. Granted, that interception didn't turn into any points, but it's one of those momentum stoppers. So yeah, you know, Question the Ryan Bland did what he need to do. Do you think that with him? Moving to, I guess, moving outside from corner. that nickel position, that kind of like the outside to replace Diggs. 
does it really have if Diggs was still here, does it have the same effect with him being in a game? Diggs get beat too. Diggs, Bro, we see Diggs get beat all no, no, the so time. okay, so so prior, so the year prior when Diggs, I'm sorry, when early in the season when Diggs was playing, he actually wasn't getting beat. He he was very well in coverage. It just so happened that he got injured in practice, unfortunately. But I do think with Deron Bland playing on the outside, he does have more opportunities to get interceptions. Now that's not that's that's not to say that he wouldn't get, you know, he still wouldn't get interceptions because at the end of the day he was getting interceptions last season, had four or five interceptions the season prior. So it's not that he doesn't know how to play the ball. I think the Cowboys have two cornerbacks that know exactly how to play the ball as they played wide receiver in their you know their formative years. Yeah, I think that Deron Bland the same thing with Trayvon Diggs. There's there's a, there was a bit of a learning curve, and he he had to figure out what happened against DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is a bigger, stronger receiver. That's one of those guys like, hey man, we're gonna go play football. And Seattle was was in need for a win, and we took it from him, but it, it wasn't a situation where Deron Bland wasn't exposed. So now we have AJ Brown come into town. I'm not gonna say that AJ Brown is a bad wide receiver. AJ Brown is one of the best receivers in the NFL, top three, top five. You know, wherever you want to put him is where you want to put him. You was could argue he's the, the best receiver. Was he on the outside? Like, was he on Harry the opposite receiver. side of uh, Diggs last year on, on the outside, or was he playing nickel? Deron Bland? No, he was yeah. he was the nickel corner. So it was um, who was it? It was Trayvon Diggs. Who was going to eat up on the other side? Sidebar. We had, we had a we had a mixture of different cornerbacks on the other on the outside, and then Deron Bland. We kind of tested the waters to see what was going on, but then we picked up Stephon Gilmore because mm-hmm. we were having so many issues on the outside. So it was supposed to be Stephon Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs on the outside with De'Ron Bland on the on the inside. So now he's getting those outside reps. So next season when Trayvon comes back, we should have, you know, a solid trio of cornerbacks or, you know, defensive backs. As long as J. Ron Curse and, and Wilcox, sorry, not Wilcox, um, Wilson can figure out what's going on because that's going to be my, that's my big grief with Dallas Cowboys right now, our safeties, and taking the top off the teams, which is what the Philadelphia Eagles tend to do. When you guys need a first down, I don't understand why no teams. We've seen enough film on it. The go route is coming. The go route or the deep flat, <laughs> deep post, it's coming. If they cannot it's get coming, the Eagles not get a there. first down, or if they can't score within the next couple of drives, it's coming, and they're going to throw the ball. It doesn't matter because Jalen's going to step back. He's going to see it. He's going to chill out for a little bit. He's going to launch it. I don't know why teams don't see it because it always comes after first couple of drives. If you guys can't, if there's a if there's a significant time where you guys cannot score, or you just can't get field goals. That deep ball is coming. So I don't know why teams aren't seeing it. Or what's going on, but you know that's just me. Side, sidebar, real quick. I I wanted you to finish what you were saying. I felt like I kept interjecting, but no. Uh, what you were saying about AJ Brown uh, being the best, one of the best receivers, top three, top five. I honestly would put Tyreek Hill up there. Um, probably like the only reason why it's like toe to toe is because AJ Brown already had a thousand yards within like six games. Uh, six, seven games. And then you have Tyreek Hill, obviously, just dominating with speed, track speed. He's on the track speed team. But um, let me get my nuts out of his mouth. Um, I've been paused. Edit that out. Um, I'm not trying to, like, just overzealously say Tyreek Hill is that much better. I just know. Where's Cameron and Mace when you need him? Huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, where's Cameron and Mace? It sounded like I was doing too much. I had to, like, I had to stop that. Anyways, edit that out, Jeff. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but they're toe-to-toe. And to go back to your go route, which you mentioned before, Amp, the commanders tried to stop it when we played them the first time. I will say that that 
corner was a rookie, so that's why he got roasted. But the safety was there to help. And the only person who got shamed was the corner when he was sitting down because the safety walked out of the um, camera frame. But if you go back and look at that play, that safety was coming over to help, but he was too slow because A.J. Brown just ran a simple go route and he's just going to keep up with him. Like, A.J. Brown is next to D.J. Metcalf as, like, freak athletes. Like, that's just not an underestimate, underestimate them because, like, D.J. Metcalf probably runs, like, a 10-5, 10-7 hundred meter dash. I like two thirty. Well, no. I was that, I was, I was, that is I scary. Even, I think he's even faster than that. I think he runs like a ten flat. Like, like yeah, like, it's, something, it's scary. Something crazy. My thing is that like, you know, the reason why I was asking about that bland question is because I was having a conversation with somebody where they were saying that do you think Diggs going out makes that huge of a difference to where the Cowboys will be the top seed in the in the league? And I said no. I think I said, I think the way you guys play defense, um, you guys have always had a good defense recently in the past years. I think the way you guys play defense is a, it's you take chances, right? You like it's give and take, right? I think Diggs is a great corner, but there's differences between lockdown. Like there's when I look at corners in the league, right? I look at every corner has a different avatar what they're good at, right? You have the all-purpose all-around corner like Jalen Ramsey that's good at everything. I think Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the league. doesn't matter if his stats show it this year or whatever. I think a, a pure ability of what you're able to do at the corner position, whether it's man-to-man, whether it's zone coverage, whether it's tackling, whether it's playing the run, playing the pass, I think Jalen Ramsey is the most complete corner we have in the league. Then you have corners that are, you know, your coverage corners, you know, and you have your corners that are your big play corners. I think Diggs is one of those guys that's a big play guy. You know, he'll bite, he'll undercut the route, he'll bite the route. You know, he's he'll, yeah, he's 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 disciplined, but his discipline comes in into into play when like the ball is in the air. He has a great ball skills in the air. You know, he you know catches the ball like a wide receiver. Um, but at the end of the day, you know. Man to man, he's not keeping up with Tyreek Hill. He's not going to keep up with AJ Brown. He's not going to keep up with a lot of these guys. But like, he knows he's smart enough and has a high enough IQ that he knows where he needs to play to get that safety help. And so, whereas two years ago, where we were having a similar conversation about Trayvon Diggs being, you know, defensive player of the year, as we are right now with Deron Bland, to me it makes sense because Bland is not playing in that position. If Diggs was here. I think Diggs would still be doing what he's doing. I think Bland would just be compensating for the helping him out when Diggs does those big play things, right? And so could you guys play very aggressive on the outside as far as corners go, and then it leaves your safeties to come in to kind of help and backfill when you have, you know, when you're playing against aggressive offenses, people that may have multiple speeds, their wide receivers and stuff like that. So I think even if Diggs was here, your defense, of course, would have more depth. Would you guys be a better squad or win more games or whatever the case may be? No. I think you'd be right where you are right now. I think Trayvon Diggs took a step forward the year after he only had 11 interceptions. I think a lot of court, a lot of teams stopped throwing You're 11 at, at him. You? Yeah. God damn. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> He's good wrong, but he jumps a lot. Like his first two years, he would jump he had 11, a lot. Of he had 11. No, one thousand percent. But I and that and that's what I'm saying. In the third year, two thousand two, I mean two thousand twenty two, 
he stopped jumping at so many balls, and that's why they had to start going at the other guys. And that's why we had to pick up Stephon Gilmore this season, because then you saw the other side of the field was wide open. With right. guys like Kelvin Joseph coming in, we're trying to, you know, mix and match and put puzzle pieces in there. Because right. you can't throw a Trayvon Diggs because he is becoming a lot more disciplined. He, you know, he's putting his hands on you, but also he's backing up. He's not jumping routes as much in 2022 because he only had three interceptions. Right. Now, granted, that also may go to the fact that quarterbacks aren't testing him. And then that also turns into Deron, Deron Bland getting interceptions in those those nickel and slot spots. Because you had the quarterback has to throw the ball somewhere else. Why? Because Trayvon Diggs isn't necessarily just trying to undercut routes and he isn't just jumping routes. He's playing actual defense. Now, am I going to say he was the best cornerback in coverage? No, but he took an he took an exceptionally large step forward coming from you know when, what you guys are talking about when you know guys are blowing right by him. He's getting hit with double double moves or he's biting and the quarterback's okay. Let me fit that right there in the little pocket that Trayvon Diggs was missing prior. Right. Now, Deron Bland, I think, is, is learning the same lesson this year, being forced to play on the outside, because if he had played that nickel position, I think, yes, to be fair, he's not going to get the same interceptions. Definitely not the same amount of interceptions. And he doesn't also get – he doesn't – he's not put in a situation where the learning curve is going to kick in, because the learning curve for Deron Bland came in quick, being on the outside. And I think that DK Metcalf game was an eye-opener, especially after he set the record against Washington. So it's like, okay, now you understand what it's like to be in, in, in the pin – with a big, with a big dog. So we have wow. AJ Brown coming in, you know, we switched over Stefan Gilmore over there. And then that's when Deron Bland gets the pick. Now the issue is, is whether we're going to be able to take again, cover the top, because that's, what's going to happen. We're going to run or the Eagles are going to be running these ends with AJ Brown. We're going to be running those deeps. And so the defense has those, 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 those nines with, with um, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, if he does come, it's going to be limited. So they're going to try to hit the stall kid. And there's there, there's going to be some running and dump offs to DeAndre Swift if DeAndre Swift plays, you know, concussion protocol and all that. Now the no, offensive stop, line. Stop! You're, that was disrespectful. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. Oh. That wasn't even a jab. I'm being very objective here. If I, I yeah, I'd I like to say, I like to say I'm being very objective here. I didn't say anything about the Eagles suck or anything. I mean, because on the podcast, I, I do give you guys your props. You guys are definitely one of the better teams in the NFL, if not second or third best behind who my pick is, I said from the very beginning, the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco put 42 up on both of us. All right. So. <laughs> so <laughs> we know what time that is. These are facts. However, I, I, so, These are facts. What I, what I will say. I'm going to just end with this. Hold on real quick. I'm, only because I have to go. I got Eagles covering the spread. If the total is over like 40, 43. If the totals over under 43, going with the over, because even though Dak can throw 51. it, Hurts can throw it as well. I I believe it's at like 50 something right now. The, yeah, the yeah. over is at 51. Yeah, see, yeah, that's why it's pretty high. If it's over under 56, I'm going with the under. If it's over 52, I'm going with the over. I have to check the lines. I don't know the lines right now because they're constantly changing. It's 51. Right I, I think the Eagles are covering the spread regardless. And money line, die hard, man. Die, I just, you guys may win because we have a lot of injuries. Like it, it could happen. You guys are dominant. Here comes, here comes the early excuses. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Put that in there. Like, oh, you know, because of injuries, you guys will beat us. Like, all right, Thanks. that's yeah. fair. Thanks. Yeah. It'll have, it'll have nothing to do with either of the two guys behind me. But okay. We shut down Parsons every time we play. I'm just, I'm just saying, don't have to shut down every single time. I think my Mike just loves. Take that CD. 
take that CD Lamb jersey down first and foremost. What's uh, <laughs> that, that doesn't need to be on display. You have to be honest. CD Lamb is having an excellent season so far, and I think that it's going to present a problem for Darius Slay and Bradbury. They're both averaging over ten yards of care. I mean, ten yards of reception when they're playing deep, when they're covering somebody. CD Lamb averages thirteen point one yards. You know that you watch the game to keep everything under us. That's you know that we basically play cover four like three fourths of the game. You can't you can't play cover you can't play cover four against somebody who's gonna pick that apart. Here's the thing: why do people can throw so much against us? Have you not noticed that we try to keep everything under us? Yeah, CD Lamb already had eleven catches on y'all last game. One hundred ninety-one on you. Yeah. Okay, but that with an right, L also fair, fair 1000%. But to be fair, in that game, A, we beat ourselves. B, in the third quarter, when you guys put up 14 points to our zero, there was five penalties to zero penalties called. And we're, you know, I'm just saying because the conversation about penalties called in Philadelphia, I'm undisciplined. Hey, hey, no, we are. No, and I agree. We are undisciplined. We are undisciplined. Jeff, thank you. But for having you know, me. there's there's penalty discrepancies that you know are being discussed Appreciate going on in Philadelphia. Back. I'm oh my bad. All right, Prince. Hey, and uh, I'll talk to y'all later. We're gonna have to do this again when I'm not like out in DC doing stuff. I do appreciate y'all letting me hop in on this call. For sure. Well, hopefully for sure. we'll see you. Hopefully we'll see you guys again. All right, bro. for a third time. Hopefully, may the best team win. Most likely gonna be Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Um, Nah, I'm, so gonna I think, I'm gonna um, ask. I'm gonna ask him one day if he actually knows the theme song for you guys because listen, that's not important. Know. That's not important. I'm gonna, ch- I'm, gonna ch- nah, I'm gonna check some of you guys' cards. No, no, no. We're 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 a te- we're we're a fan base of people that have hearts. Doesn't not not singing skills. Here's the thing. I'm alive. I have a heart. I, what are we talking about? I think CD going off as he has been is attributed to the team being on one accord, offensive play calling. Understanding, like I think That's now, I think now your coordinators and your t- and you know the head coach, everybody are understanding, like, hey, he's not a wide out like that's just gonna go deep and catch the ball. He's you have to scheme around him. You know, you, you gotta keep him in the slot, get him with the slants, get him with the quick go routes here and there, the the jet sweeps and everything. Move him all across the field to utilize him, just like they do with Cooper Cup in the Rams. Um, I think, do I think you got, he's going to go off for 191 again? Nah, I think we'll, we'll probably have to make some, we'll probably make some adjustments to do a little bit of a better job. Um, but I attribute that more so to just how the defensive coordinator, I'm not a big fan of our defense coordinators, our defensive coordinator or offense coordinator right now. I'm not a big fan. I think, you know, I got to cut them some slack because it is their first year, but you know, you're in the first year coaching a Super Bowl caliber team, you know, so there's going to be a lot of pressure for you to do and perform a certain way. Uh, but our defense doesn't have an identity right now, which I think we need to focus on in our last five games. Like, there's no aggressiveness. There's no – we don't blitz at all. I mean, goodness gracious, like, we just drop everybody back into coverage. And I think we blitz, like, maybe once or twice a game now. When last year it was all the time, um, and so I, mean, you, no... I was just gonna say, and it's it's no no disrespect because we've had our secondary issues over the years, but and and I understand that you know Darius Slay's nickname, Big Play Slay, or you know what you may have it, but 
when you look at these guys, you can see that there's something missing. And, I, and to your point, it is where you guys are not blitzing. So quarterbacks are not making mistakes. Quarterbacks yeah. have the time to look what's going on. And, but you know, if, if Prince is correct in what he's saying, and you guys are just dropping back and playing cover four all game, a, a inadequate quarterback is going to see that. I'm like, okay. And so when you're dealing with, with just, and you're saying again, you're dealing with a team that knows how to move and maneuver their wide receiver number one now. And right. Brandon Cooks is coming on and the Cowboys are getting more involved. It was after that, he, he made that statement where, okay, you know, I'm still confident in what Mike McCarthy and Dak and what are, what the Cowboys offense has in store for me in the following game, you know, he like, he gets a touchdown hundred yard, hundred yard game. So Brandon Cooks is getting more involved. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing now. Michael Gallup is still Michael Gallup. I think there's a confidence issue post his injury. I think he's still a little bit, you know, tender on what it is that he's supposed to be doing. But I think if you get him involved as well, and Jake Ferguson, who, you know, we said off the air, Jake Ferguson is a, is a, is a favorite target. You know, the Cowboys love their tight ends. And I no, think – I, I think Ferguson is coming along. I think Ferguson is coming along. Absolutely. I've, I've never been a fan of Gallup, to be honest with you. I've never been a fan of Gallup. I thought he was he was always a big play guy. He's, he's play I don't want to say he's I don't want to say he's like Devontae Smith because Devontae Smith does do things like in between the numbers and he you know makes plays in the middle of the field. Not to say that Michael Gallup doesn't, but Michael Gallup is one of those. All right, I'm gonna go up and get it. But if you take that away from him, then it's like all right, well, I'm we're in a situation now. I was like all right, well, what have you done for me lately? Not to say that he hasn't <laughs> made plays when we needed him, but. Right. It's one of the situations where you kinda gotta gotta break through that and be the Michael Gallup that we had in you know, when we had you initially. Like you right. we need a little yeah. bit more out of you. I, that's what I think. I think I think it needs a little bit more out of him, honestly. Um and Cooks is nice. I think Cooks is, you know, like you said, he's finding his way. Um, Dak is not turning the ball over, so naturally everything looks a little bit better when your quarterback is making better decisions. Um but um yeah, man, it's always a it's a close matchup, man. It's a close matchup here because we're just not we don't have the depth that we used to. You know, we're we're fucking getting linebackers off a of layaway now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I mean, it's ridiculous. Shaq Leonard, you know, he's he he's, he's better than the kid. What's what's the what's the linebacker, the middle linebacker y'all had against San Francisco who got lit up? No, Nicholas Morrow. Uh, Morrow Ellis. Morrow. Here's the thing, Morrow. Morrow and Ellis are good linebackers. They're just not what you need leading your defense, especially in a defense that doesn't know, you know, that's not aggressive. Like last year, the biggest defense, the biggest difference between us last year and this year was that, you know, our run defense may not have been the greatest last year, but against the pass, we were top five, you know what I'm saying? Top three, honestly. Because, because, the, like, because of the pressures, 1,000%. The, the pressure was ridiculous, right? Now we have no pass rush, you know what I'm saying? Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat are good edge rushers, but they're big play guys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, they need they needed the depth of the line to help them play their best, right? Hassan Reddick, he may have nine sacks on the season or whatever the case may be, but – you know, he can only put that much pressure on the quarterback for so long um, if the guys aren't really chipping in. And so, like, we're getting tired now. Like, we're getting tired because we don't have anybody else on the inside that's generating that pressure. Last year, we had a multitude of guys coming in and switching out and doing the same thing. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just unfortunate because to go from such an aggressive team to now basically playing with – 
six DBs and trying to, you know, you know, play coverage rather than press and all that stuff like that. And Slay's, like I said, he's a good, he's a good, a good corner. I think Bradbury's a good corner as well. He's a safe second option, but they both benefit from having pressure. Yeah, they both benefit. Bradbury's not a fast guy. He's going to get burned. If you match him up against a speedster, he's going to get burned nine out of ten times. That's not his game. He's a zone coverage type guy. He's a smarter guy. So, like, he's the guy that makes the plays when the quarterback messes up. Slay also. Slay was a speedster when he first started in Detroit, when he needed him to be that guy. But he's an older guy. He's 32, 32, 33 years old now. He doesn't have the same burst that he does. So he plays smarter. He's also not a very big – he's not a big physical corner. So he's not going to come up and play the run like somebody like fucking Ramsey or Diggs or so whatever. So they benefit from your front seven being much better. Now, I mean, we haven't had a consistent linebacker for like three straight weeks. Kobe Dean has been on injury reserve. Zach Cunningham, I'm saying we got him in the beginning of the season. He's out. Christian Ellis is a good guy, but he's a special teamer and he doesn't know how to play pass run. Pass, he doesn't know how to play the pass at all. You know, Nicholas Morrow, he's like one of those surefire run stopper tackler guys as well, but he doesn't know what he's doing in pass coverage. So now we have <laughs> basically no linebackers in the middle, you know, and we're just depending on rookie, you know, rookie DBs to fill in the job for guys that were all pros last year. And I was actually pissed when we let go of TJ Edwards and when we yeah. let go of Marcus Epps and, and CJ Gardner-Johnson because these were the aggressive guys last year. Yeah. You look at CJ Gardner-Johnson, he was leading league in picks, but he was that aggressive safety. Marcus Epps was that aggressive safety that we needed to kind of bolster the front seven. TJ Edwards tackles everything. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure he leads the league in tackles right now on the Bears. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we don't have that those generals on the team anymore. So, like, when people talk about, oh, we lack aggressiveness, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you see it. That's why you have things like Debo, you know, taking a, a, a screen or a shallow route for 60 yards and a touchdown. And they're saying, oh, Brock Purdy's the best whatever in the league because of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I say all that to say you're still gonna catch the L this this weekend, but you know it's just gonna be a no, little I, bit a little bit tougher than it typically is. I can I can appreciate your objectivity because you are, and I, I said this to multiple people at least in our circle. You're you're one of the few Eagles fans that I actually can converse with on a on an intellectual level. It's like all right, right. Actually, what he's talking about because other guys just just yelling at me and saying, "I'm like, okay, well, do you do you even know what's going on right now? Like, do you know?" Right that Bradbury's given up eight touchdowns and he only has one interception. Like, do you, do you know that? Like, and Darius Lane's given up eight touchdowns. touchdowns he's given up eight touchdowns this season, at least when he's in coverage to at least near what they're, what they're categorizing as. I, I need, coverage. I need pro football focus to, to, to validate that. Okay. I'll, I'll send, I'll send it to you. I have it. I literally have it right here. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's allowed I, I, eight touchdowns. I, I, no, I trust me. I, I have I, a book. I, 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 I knew I was talking. I was like, okay, well, no, let me, he let said me come it, up with he some bookmarked it just for this episode. No, it's here. Let me, the stats are here, but I know because I, I also looked up uh, Stephon Gilmore. He's, he's given up three touchdowns. Deron Bland is given up, you know, two touchdowns. We know that the two were given up to, you know, the big guy. Right. So, 
But no, I, I think this is we also have a, a, so a similar situation. You see what Gilmore is now, right? Not what he once was. Exactly. Gilmore is what 30, 31, 32, maybe? 33. Yeah, 33. And that's and that's what my and that's what my issue was because Stefan Gilmore for the entire season was supposed to be the number two cornerback. And he's supposed to be teaching Deron Bland. Right. And, and Trayvon Diggs. Now Trayvon Diggs getting hurt. I, that, that's a huge blow. Granted, I know you say that all the Cowboys are still be over the new one. But to me, because when I see Stefan Gilmore, he's he's not giving up the big play as we're talking about, right? Like you guys play the cover four. He's not giving up the big play. But he is giving up plays, giving teams first downs, giving teams more life. So it may not look like Stefan, but he, he he has made some plays as well. Exactly. But I'm seeing Stefan Gilmore giving up first downs and giving teams new life on like third and five or something like that. I'm like, hey, that's not what we right. brought you in here for. But again, he's 33 years old. And to your point exactly. about the middle linebacker. And that's my point, because something like that's the difference between you when you get to that stage in your career. Stefan Gilmore coming from being a defensive player of the year shut down, lock down corner to now he's a good corner, but, you know, he's going to get beat a little bit. And that's the same thing. We have two Gilmores on our team (laughs) as our starting outside corners. I mean, I I, I don't know what to say to you. I I, I personally, I I enjoy seeing it. I don't know what to tell you, but you guys still find ways to get it done. And that's one thing I've said about you guys. And I, you know, I, I, as a Cowboys fan, it's hard being objective, but I've, I've grown up. We were five and 11, three straight years. I've seen bad Cowboys football. So right. I can be a little objective, even though I do very much dislike you guys. There's, there's no love lost between us. Let me be very clear. <laughs> there's absolute disdain for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, but you know, Marquise Bell, for example, as a, as a middle linebacker, is very frustrating to see because. You know, we had Leighton Van Der Esch doing what needed to be done. And, you know, we have to sub this guy in. We have another guy, Rashad Evans, who should be getting more playing time. Because Marquise Bell, for what it's worth, was somewhat of a safety, and they converted him to a middle linebacker, but he's too small. So when you see guys pushing up in your guys' offensive line, without the, you know, there's no false starts being called, nothing. But you guys are physical. And I think that's where the game is. You can roll your eyes all you want. Roll your eyes all you want. Hey, look, what I will say, hey, look, what's his name on the right side of y'all's line, all the way on the right side? Who is that? Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson, right? Yeah. He has a lot of false starts that aren't called, and I know you see it. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. He hasn't put his foot down. He has to put his foot down. He has to put his foot down. You got to look at the the kick step, you know, right? So it's a kick step, and his. If you look at his, oh no, it's close. Board, it's close. It's close. No, trust me. It's close. Trust me. I I, I tweeted about it, so I you know I had to I had to do the, yeah. the research. It's, it's, it's so the I was like, I was like, why are they not calling the this? Yeah, because it's close. And I was foot, watching that game. It's not actually going down, right? So you can't actually call it as a step. So, you know, he knows what he's doing, but he but that's the reason why he's the best right tackle in the game. That's how the you know when you have that skill, it's skill because you know because he knows the law, he knows the rules, right? That's why he can he can he can stand up against a Micah Parsons. That's why he can stand up against a Joey Bosa, a Nick Bosa, and put him in the dirt. You know what I'm saying? And not give yeah, up. Yeah, they were they were fighting. They were fighting. They were yeah, fighting. They yeah, were and not and not give yeah. up those sacks. That's 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 how you have to play in order to get that to get that leg up. But it's like, uh, no pun intended. But you know, when you um when you get to a point where you know, you're older and like you don't have that same speed or whatever. You got to understand how to, you know, finesse a little bit just to just to keep up with people. Um, 
What do you guys think about what they said? Who was it that said something yesterday? I think it was David Carr. Now, given David Carr was never somebody that was a respectable man in the football world. You know what I'm saying? He was it wasn't much as a QB. He's even worse as an analyst. But what do you think about him saying that they should bench Jalen Hurts for Marcus Mariota? Well, you know, so much of what I sent you with the guy that said, Oh, we like Jalen Hurts, but we love Brock Purdy. We we hear the dog whistle there, but let's just let's just dial it back a little bit. Let's be a little bit more realistic about what we're asking, what we're what yeah. we're saying here. Yeah, Marcus Mariota being take sucked that guy into that. <laughs> take him Marcus off Mariota, the air. Take him off the air. Because he 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 was he was a he's a writer, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles himself, and he says, "Oh yeah, you know we we like Jalen Hurts here, but we love we would love Rob. We're like, what are you talking about? The guy took you to the Super Bowl. What are you talking about? He was an MVP candidate and is an MVP candidate. Brock Purdy would be a god here. Why? Yeah, like what are we? Yeah, exactly. So, but <laughs> yeah, David Carr, he needs to be fired. David Carr, and I like and I get the frustration when you when you see that your quarterback can be playing at a higher standard. I mean, Dak last year with all the turnovers he had. And this year, you know, Jalen Hurts turning the ball over, but he's also looks like he's low. He's hampering an injury, so it looks yeah. like he's a little beat up. And if you put again playing against San Francisco, everybody looks bad against San Francisco. When San right. Francisco that full strength, no matter what you want to say, and I hate to say, but I try to be as as objective as possible. You go up against a full strength San Francisco team, you're going to get beat up. Honestly, though, if we're at full strength too, though, because given we had a lot of guys out against them as well. You know what I'm saying? Goddard, Goddard makes Goddard makes a very big um a very he big does. you know, him not being on the field, you know, having no linebackers, that's a very big difference. Um absolutely. You know, I don't know, man. I, I just it's hard for me to really buy into this buy into the 49ers as the best team in the NFL. I know they're playing really good football. They're, I mean in the regular season good. they are. It's 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 yeah, that's just what we have to say. <laughs> we they're very well coached. Yeah. So let's let's get into the numbers. What what are we looking at as far as score, and then what are we looking at as far as statistics for our our star players here? I well, say score wise, I think we win. I think we win thirty one to twenty seven. I think thirty one okay. to twenty seven is what I'll, I'll say. I'll say thirty three to twenty seven. Thirty three to twenty seven. Uh, I I think I think Devontae Smith probably goes for 100. I think AJ might go for like 80. And I think um, I think Dallas is, is probably Dallas Goddard is probably used as more of like a decoy type thing. Um, I am hoping this is a stretch. But I'm, I think, hopefully, Swift goes for a hundred. If Swift goes for a hundred, y'all definitely lose. Period. That's not. That's not even. That's not even a question. Because I, I think that's just going to be this. I think that if it's too, if Swift plays well, we give him the ball enough, and we don't just give him fucking seven carries, like he's been averaging for the last two weeks, three weeks, whatever. If we give him the ball, he gets a hundred. I think we we done. Um, I think CD gets a hundred. I don't think he goes from 190 like he did before. I think he gets 100. I think Pollard doesn't really do much. I think Dak maybe throws maybe one pick, but overall has a pretty decently good game. Um, yeah. And, of course, we get the W. We just solidify ourselves as 
the best team in the league, as we already know. So, well, you're you're not the best team in the league because San Francisco says hello. But I think that, and before before I make my prediction, I think it's something that you know worth noting that San Francisco in the second half found a little bit of success running over behind their left side of their offensive line. And our left side of our offensive line is Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith, who have been pretty dominant this season. Just, you know, just to say what needs to be said. I I don't know if Tony Pollard is going to do what needs to be done, but we also have a guy named Rico Dowdle who will also get involved, a very hard runner. It's very similar to the, the Marion Barber, Felix Jones years. I want to say it was Felix Jones. He was running with Marion Barber or Julius, one of the two. Anyway, you know, we just have to pay attention to that. I think that's going to be a big matchup. That left side of the left side of the offensive line versus your guys left defensive front. Now, with that being said, <clears throat> I think the game is going to be it's going to come between the between the the trenches and on the outside of the field where people are, you know, gonna have to be throwing the ball. I think that. Dak Prescott having the performance this season that he has been performing, you know, the way that he's performing, I think he's going to put up somewhere between 325, 350, uh, a couple touchdowns. It's not far fetched. 350. Okay. No, I said I said between 325, 350. I think I think okay. that I think that's just what's that's what's going to be needed. Um, Tony Pollard and Rico Dado will probably come combine for hundred. Buck buck twenty maybe buck twenty. I think Jake Ferguson is going to get involved. I think he's going to get a TD. I think CD Lamb's going to get a TD. Um, I expect Michael Gallup. To, I think we're going to get Michael Gallup involved somehow in this game. I do think that the Cowboys win the game. It's it's very rare that I say that because I hate picking, I hate picking games. I almost never pick games, but I think the Cowboys know how important this game is, especially it being at home. Um, I think Dak makes a, a very good case for MVP. I think we win 38, 38-31, 38-35. One of those type games. I think it's gonna be a shootout. It's gonna get this I think it's gonna get physical. I think somebody there's gonna there should be some fights. I think we should we should have some fights. And I think the Cowboys um, are finally gonna find a way to get Dom will take care of that, don't worry. Well, Dom will take care of that. Head of security. He, he, he wasn't even supposed to be on the sideline, which is crazy to me. He wasn't even supposed to be on the sideline. <laughs> That's what happened when you have mob ties. Yeah, the NFL needs to investigate that because there's no <laughs> way. There's no way that the Philadelphia Eagles should have had 11 uh, – that the Buffalo Bills should have had 11 penalties that the Philadelphia Eagles won. It was insane. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles had – the Cowboys had five penalties, the Eagles zero, and all of a sudden the Eagles scored 14 unanswered points in the third quarter. Hey, we have got I, to look into what's going I on. I don't make the rules. I just win the games. You know what I'm saying? That's well, that's, that's basically Just open your eyes a little bit, man. Just be objective. That's all <laughs> I'm asking. A little bit of objectivity. Well, you know, let's see. So predictions, predictions, predictions. Both these quarterbacks, man, they've been playing excellent all year. I'll say that. Jalen, man, for what it's worth, he's he's been playing great. I, I gotta I gotta give him his props where props are due. Um, however, um, you know, your running back situations, both of our running back situations. I don't think either one of these running backs are going to do too well on the ground this game. I think both will probably rush close to maybe 50 yards at best. 
Um, I don't think anybody will get much running on the ground. I think this will have a lot to do with passing. I think both quarterbacks are going to pass for 300-plus in this game. Um, Dak should probably get at least two-plus touchdowns. Jalen should get at least two touchdown passes as well. I think A.J. should get at least anywhere from 60 to 70-plus yards. Smith, I think we do a better job of, of locking him down than we do A.J., so he may get anywhere from about 50 to maybe 60 at most. Um, okay, as far as... <laughs> yeah, but I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. Um, and I gotta give my honest opinions here. I think Lamb. I respect New Day Brown, but it's still fucking. Yeah, no, you're right. It is fucking, but uh, for this purposes, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I think Lamb he'll go for another hundred something. Um, he may not get 11 catches like he did last time. He may not even get the 16 targets like he did last time, because that's a lot of targets and that's a lot of catches. But I do think he should get a close if not a, I, i'm gonna say i'm i'm a, you know what i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say 80 plus i'm gonna say 80 plus for lamb ferguson he went he he almost got 100 last game um i don't think he's gonna reciprocate that i think he got 91 last game on seven catches i'm gonna say he's gonna get about 40 plus maybe this game um because I think other receivers are going to get involved, like like Ant was saying. I think Gallup may get a little more involved. But I think Brandon Cooks, who's been coming alive a little bit more recent, will be able to get more involved. And that's why I think the numbers will dip a little bit for these receivers. Um, as far as winning the game, I definitely am going with the Cowboys. A final score prediction is going to be hard. I think this game is going to be a shootout. And me being a betting man, every time I think a game's going to be a shootout, it's a goddamn under game. Um, but anyways, I'm gonna still predict an overscore. I'm gonna say a 42-38 Cowboys. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. I can see it. It's gonna, Damn. it's gonna be crazy. 42-38 Cowboys. It's gonna come down to the wire. I think still either way, uh, the Eagles might even have a chance to 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 get a field goal at the end. Um, something like that. But I think we should come away with the win at home. We're six and zero this year. Um, and I don't see it any other way. You guys are six and zero at home. Yeah, right now we actually mm-hmm. haven't lost a home game since week one of last year. Who was that? Brady. That was the Tom Brady. And then we sent him out the league later that year, so it's all good. It was reciprocated later. But well, we'll see if it continues. But all in all, man, I appreciate you uh, for stopping <laughs> for stopping by. I appreciate Prince for stopping by as well. Um, it was great. We'll definitely have to try and get you back at some point before the season ends. Um, see, catch up and see how things are doing. Um, until Absolutely. then, same way to play. Until <laughs> yeah, most likely we'll probably see you in the playoffs somewhere down the line for sure. But until then, um, we gonna get out of here. Make sure to follow us. At uh, views from the dot fifty, <laughs> make sure to hop uh, follow us on YouTube at views from the fifty podcast and yeah, uh, back Google and, yeah, and Spotify. <laughs> views from the fifty.